Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, your host. And today I have with me Kirsty Miles. And we are going to talk about some of our favorite toys from the toy fair again, but toys that have parts and pieces and how we use those in therapy. So, Kirsty, why don't you introduce yourself and then we'll jump into our toys and therapy ideas and all that good stuff. I'm a physical therapist. I've been with PDT almost 12 years now. I am a team lead and have therapists working in several contract sites over here in the Southern Pines area, charter schools, public schools, and private schools, and also developmental day centers, and then the Southern Pines Clinic. And I also help Hayden over in Rayford and the Fayetteville area. So, Kirsty, today we are going to talk about our favorite toys with parts and pieces from the Toy Fair. And We've done several of these podcasts from our trip to the Toy Fair. At PDT, we go to the International Toy Fair every year. And the reason we do that is because in our clinics, it's important to have quality number of toys and also have a variety. And because you've got to keep things new and novel with kids and you've got to have a good variety and you have to have good toys that do a lot of different things so you can really be creative. And then also we do sell our toys to families or whoever wants to buy them as well toys we use in therapy and we sell them at a little less than retail so that it's resourced to parents so they don't have to pay the full price just to help them out a little bit. And I think too, if you're coming into the clinic and you're receiving therapy and you see something that a therapist is working on with your child and your child responds really well to it, well, you can leave and get started with it tonight. You don't have to either wait for Amazon or go to the store and find it all that, it's at your fingertips, which is one of the big reasons why we have this as a resource home carryover, which is so important in what we do. Exactly. And the fact that through the years, parents have always asked me, oh, is so-and-so's birthday's coming up? You know, we'd really like to buy them a toy. And so I always want to recommend something that will last for several years and that is very diverse. You can do a lot of different things with it and quality. So you get a lot of bang for your buck. We are both really picky about what we have in our clinics and what I also recommend to families. Safety's an issue. So when you think about toys with parts and pieces, that was a big issue for Kirsten and I this year as well at the toy fair. We did want to find things that had parts and pieces for lots of reasons that we'll get into, but then we also wanted to make sure they were safe. So we didn't want to have marbles or something that could be a choking hazard or anything else. Right. And also that, you know, we say a lot of times too, it's not about the toy. It's what you get out of the toy, but you have to have variety because if you're doing the same old thing day in, day out, number one, it's boring for us. It's got to be boring for the kid. Uh (laughs) So we need variety and we need options. Fisher-Price has several different toys that I loved this year that were all cars, and they sort of do the general the same thing. So one of them is called Speed Winders. I think they're brand new this year. They're so awesome. But it's got this, like, kind of souped-up rubber band inside there. But it's not a regular rubber band. It's real thick material. And basically, you turn something on the top of the car, and then you push the button, and the turning motion makes the rubber band inside of it wind up. And then when you push the button, basically, it just unwinds, and the car goes zooming across the room. So it's definitely a do-something-to-get-something. So if they wind it, you know, you could talk about that, and that's great motor, OT, love, you know, twisting something off and on is the same motion because they're having to twist and move, you know, wrist motion, use their hand. They got to hold the car 
are still to do it, but it's easy to do. It's not hard. And then you have to push the button. So I love it because you have to request to make the card go. It's great for your little people who maybe don't have a really big, who don't have a long attention span because you could do the winding and they can just push the button and then build till they get the winding, you know? So you don't have to do the winding for them. And then you can build up something like animals. You can put animals out and they could, like a bowling game, they could push it and knock the animals down. You know, I'm all about a bowling game, Kirsty. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great toy. I love that toy for speech and the same breath, that toy and a pull back and go car. And this year we saw a couple of them from Fisher Price, like Thomas, the tank engine. There's a couple of pull back and go cars, but we saw a bunch of them like shilling where you pull them back and go. They have like VW bugs, tractors, all kinds of big, they're like die cast cars, but they're pretty big. They fit in the palm of your hand, but they're great pull back and go cars. But that's kind of in the same vein as that speed winders. You do something to get something, you pull the car back and it goes, you twist the winder thing, you push the button, it goes. They're two different toys, but they're in the same category. Pull back and go cars and that speed winder. For PT, those are toys that I don't know necessarily that they relate to physical therapy so much as a therapeutic intervention. However, I would use them as a motivator. So let's say I have a child on a scooter board and prone or seated rather than just like go, go down the hallway, like let's race the car. Who can get there faster? Oh, look, it's going to win or go, go, go just as the motivator because sometimes motivation is the biggest factor in your session. Yeah. Plus this car will go. So then we go get it. And then we turn it around. We can do it again. Again, mm-hmm. it's about the repetition. <laughs> so we just get more practice. And, you know, little boys love to, like, bang, crash, boom. You know, so you could even, like, put two of these cars together, have them crash into each other. Or make it go on a table. It flies off. It hits the floor. That's cool. Toy number seven is the Color Connect game. This game is also by Deco, D-J-E-C-O, Deco. It's kind of like a stand-up twister, right? Yeah, we get a lot of people that ask for twister as a game, but Mm -hmm. that board like Mm -hmm. scrunches up and it's slippery, especially if you put it on carpet. So I like this better. And that twister game hurts my feelings the older I get because I can't do all those poses like I used to (laughs) could. But Color Connect, I can do that because you got to stand up on two feet. So basically what you do is you have these little cards and they're kind of like the twister board, only they're little white playing card size. Then you have these bands that you put, they're red, blue, yellow, and green bands that you can put on your hands and feet. And then you have a partner. And so then you have to connect the red with the green. So maybe your hands have to connect and then you have to connect like a blue and a yellow. So your foot and your foot and their foot have to touch. So it's pretty cool because you have to work with somebody else, speech people listening. I know that you're like, oh my gosh, there's tons of stuff you can do with that because it's like this beautiful game that'll completely set up these natural pragmatic situations to work with one another. I mean, in a social group, this game's the bomb.com. But for PT, it's got PT written all over it. You also have two components because you as the therapist can work with the child as your partner. So if you have a younger child, now you're the one regulating the child. And then as the child gets older and you need to bring in the social piece, you can have two peers playing. So again, you can modify the level for the child. We go into lots of preschools and daycares and we work in classrooms a lot. So this is even a game that could be in a circle time. You know, if you had a couple of kids doing it and each kid had their own turn and stuff, you could completely do that with two kids in a circle time. But it could also be a center, you know, because usually kids Mm -hmm. go to different centers. So this game could be the center with the adult, you know, sort of moderating and facilitating the situation. But it could completely be a center so they could work together. And you don't have to stand up. You could sit on your bottom if it's too hard to stand up and balance if the child isn't there yet. You know, I was just thinking about that too. So you don't have to be standing, I wouldn't, I don't think for this game. You just have to connect the color with the color and then the correct body part. 
Yeah. And I'm even thinking, Hayden, as you're saying that for a child that is in a wheelchair, Mm -hmm. that they can sit and perform the same activities, even if they are with a partner. Totally. That's what's the nice thing about this. How you set it up is could be dependent upon the child. Just like what you were saying earlier, everything we do is based on the child and what they need. So how you set this game up, you got all kinds of options. I think it'd be a great center or circle time game. We just throw the directions out and then play it how we want to play it. (laughs) Totally. A hundred percent. I do that with everything by the way. So toy number eight is our stickers. Now I'm all about a sticker for all kinds of reasons. And we use stickers in our clinics all the time. We have rolls of stickers before a child leaves, they get a sticker. And the reason for that is to get them out of the therapy room peacefully and easily. And it gives you a 30 second pause while they're getting the sticker for you to say, okay, so this week y'all are working on blah, 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 blah. You know, if you didn't have a chance to really explain it as you were going during the session. So we use stickers all the time for that, but I use them all the time in therapy. And Kirsten and I loved the stickers from Mrs. Grossman's at the Toy Fair this year. If they make a sticker, I mean, I think these people make every <laughs> sticker they have. They're beautiful, beautiful stickers. So for speech, I use them. I mean, I can do a sticker with everything. I put stickers on pretty much every toy we've talked about here. I would put a sticker with the pieces and use that. So instead of like, if I don't have the board maker pictures made and stuff, I just pull out a sticker and put those on the toy. And then we name whatever that picture is. And I like them as Grossman stickers because they've got such a huge variety. How about for PT? Again, for me, it's not so much what's on the sticker. I'll let the kid pick what they want as far as what motivates them. I'll use stickers in a couple of ways. One way to use the stickers is, again, crossing midline. So if a child's not understanding the concept of switch jumps, we do like right hand forward, left foot forward, and then switch. I might put sticker on the right hand, sticker on the left shoe, because they're not 100% on left and right. But if I'm saying, show me your stickers, stickers forward, that makes sense they have a visual. So I'll use stickers for that. We use stickers at bike camp. We take and cut the sticker in half and put part of it on the bike frame, part of it on the pedal arm. So you know what pedal to put first. So we use stickers there. I use stickers to do standing on one foot. I put it on their shoe and have them lift up their foot and pull it off with their hand. That's when they're successful. So because, you know, sometimes when they're learning to stand on one foot, it's real brief, one to two seconds. But if there's like a purpose to standing on one foot and it's to get the sticker, we can prolong that a little bit. And they're getting more practice and balance. So there's three ways I use stickers just off the top of my head. Another one is incorporating some of those rehab techniques. You think of your adult patients that have had a stroke. We see a lot of children that have had a stroke at some point in utero or shortly after delivery. So I do a lot with PNF for the different PNF patterns of the lower extremity. So I'll take and have them seated and put the sticker on the bottom of the shoe. And to get it off the shoe, you have to externally rotate Mm -hmm. the hip, flex the knee and invert the foot to pull the sticker off the bottom of the shoe. Well, that's a PNF pattern. Mm -hmm. So now you're incorporating like real rehab stuff. You got that rehab mindset, but it's kid friendly. Yes. So I think a lot of times people think, oh, pediatrics, you just play. And I'm like, no, 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 we got to know real stuff. And then we've got to make it fun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You do have to know the real stuff because, you know, you got to walk the walk, talk the talk. You cannot be all airport, meaning you got to know what you're doing because the kid will find it out faster than anybody. There better be a purpose to what you're doing because the child will call you on your mess. Not literally, but they'll be like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not buying into what you're selling, lady. I'm out of here. When you're talking to a parent too, and you're like, well, here's what I'm doing and this is why, it's like, oh, wow, they really know what they're talking about. So you know what? We're going to show up for therapy because they know their stuff. They know their stuff well enough that they can 
use it to help my child because it's fun and innovative because they know their stuff so well. It cannot be fun and innovative if you don't have a purpose to why you're doing what you're doing. You have to know what you're doing so that you can be fun and creative and innovative. And have a purpose. Mm -hmm. This is not just a free-for-all play. No. Everything has to have a purpose. Exactly. It should look effortless and easy and fun. It should look like you're playing. If you have a purpose for what you're doing and why you're doing and you have the theory and the and the information and the knowledge to back all it up, it looks easy like play. Another thing about this Ms. Grossman stickers are the stickers kaleidoscopes. And so I love activities. I love, love, love activities where, especially for older kids, maybe if you're doing Arctic with them, this is a speech and language thing. If you're doing Arctic for them to create a picture, then they just get to take it home because then it's an automatic like especially in the school or a situation where I may not be able to connect with a parent daily, like in an outpatient, I connect daily, but maybe in the school I can't. But I love it where you have to create something, like create a picture. It's like an automatic home program. You know, it's not the toy, but it's a, what do we do to make this picture or whatever it was. So I love these stickers, kaleidoscopes. For each sticker, you know, you'd have to try to get five productions. On one template, there's 38 stickers. So 38 times five, you know, you're getting a lot of productions, which is what you want in an Arctic session. So I like it in a group at your the schools you could give each one each child a picture and then so they've got to say their word or sound or whatever they're targeting five times and you move to the next child while that one puts on their sticker and then move to the next one and so it can keep your group entertained engaged and lots of productions and it's easy you just whip those out put them right down and boom so there's no planning not a lot of advanced work it's nice for ot's would really like this Mm -hmm. also because ot's work on patterns a lot Yep. and sequence of patterns. And so you could essentially then change the pattern. Like you could take and write on a marker on the design what colors you want where based on the stickers you have. And then they have to follow a pattern. So, I mean, it's got a lot of different uses. It's fantastic. Same thing for speech, for patterns, following direction, auditory processing. You know, what did you hear? What did you hear? For them to be able to repeat it back. And these sticker kaleidoscopes are complicated enough that you can really get into very specific detailed language with that, which is what the older people are usually needing. You know, so I like it for that. So you can really dig deep and they can even start to give directions to their partners. So they have to give directions to other friends in the group, which again, makes it like a natural question, asking, answering, giving directions, following directions, that kind of thing. You know, Mm -hmm. give a direction clear enough that your friend who's 10 can understand what you're saying and follow through with it. So not just our tick, but also putting the right words in the sentence in the right order in the right way so that your friend knows to get the orange butterfly, not the yellow one. It's all great speech and language stuff. So these stickers, kaleidoscopes, at first glance, you'll think, oh, we never use this in therapy. We were all over these things like white on rice. I loved them. And they're really, they're just pretty and fun. I personally would love to do this. They situation. are pretty. Like you can yes. frame them and yes. use them as artwork in a kid's room. Seriously. Yes. Like they are really pretty once you're done with them. They are. They're awesome. And I think it's really foolproof. Like I don't think you can screw it up. No. Ms. Grossman's has phenomenal stickers. All of them are Mm -hmm. great. My next toy is a toy by Learning Resources again, and it's called Counting Dinosaurs. The reason I like this Parts and Pieces toy is simple. It's their Easter eggs. I love an Easter (laughs) egg. That's all it is. It's a dinosaur Easter egg. And I would not use the dinosaur counters. I mean, you can use those. Awesome. You can match colors. You can do numbers. You know, for teachers who are listening, it's great for numbers, counting, color identification, matching, sorting. You can make patterns with them like we were talking about before. All that's great. But I would pick other animals and put 
put them in here. And then it's an Easter egg because it's a good hard plastic and it's not that hard to open. And I love an Easter egg because you've got a request. There's something hiding. So you can be, you can have the child close their eyes and, oh my goodness, what is it? What is it? Close your eyes. Wait, wait. So it's that wait. You're using anticipation. You're using sabotage, pausing. I love all that. It's great, natural, normal communication. Pausing, they're having to wait. My turn, I'm hiding something in the egg and then they have to open the egg. So they have to request to open. They can use a single word, multiple word, whatever gesture, doesn't matter. And then, oh, what did you get? So answering the questions and then you can also turn around so they do it for you. I love an Easter egg. And I like this dinosaur game because that's what it is. So for PT and OT too, when you're thinking about occupational therapy and sensory motor, you can put different, like have just cut pieces of paper with things written on them. Maybe it's jumping jacks that you need to work on or stairs. You can put those in the eggs. So then they're actually finding them. You can give them clues. So you're working on some cognitive skills hiding them around the room, just a different way. Cause going through just like an exercise program. Okay. Let's go do the stairs. Okay. Let's go do that. Like, it's just not fun. So it's a different way to be creative and fun and keep them engaged in therapy because we want them to come back. We don't want them to get to the parking lot and then be like, I don't want to do this today. Easter eggs are fun. Like at Easter, I just gobble up Easter eggs, like buy them up, <laughs> especially the big ones, because then I can hide bigger things in there. I love them. Our last toy, the one we love, there's this track from Caduzzi, K-I-D-O-O-Z-I-E. Anyway, it's a track. It's this moldable track. You put it together. There's little tiny pieces. And then it's got a motorized car and the car has batteries. So you have to build the track. So it's the same concept or game as like the Tommy has a train track the same way you build the train track and then the train is a pull back and go train on the track. It's the same concept as that. But I love this little track because the pieces fit together great. They don't break. Again, using two hands, putting something together, you can make a pattern because they're different colors. And then the motorized car, you turn it on and it goes. And then I like it because it builds, builds, builds. So it can just be very simple. Build the track, put the car around and go. It's a great toy for speech and language, especially when you're trying to expand their attention span. Because if you've been working on pull back and go or push and go cars or or like immediate reaction when something happens to sort of stretch their attention span out and try to get them to attend a little bit longer. It's great because you have to build the track and then but the car goes around real fast so it keeps their attention. They're very engaged and they like it a lot because the car goes really fast and it's just a little battery operated car. But then you can, you know, sabotage. So you can stop the car and you can stop it with a sheep or a cow or a pig or any other object and then it can work into two word phrases or single word phrase like move cow, move sheep, you know, and the track moldable, meaning it is very flexible. It'll move. So you can even put stuff underneath the track and make the car go up a hill, down a hill. It's You can do a lot with this toy. I really like it. The last time that you and I used that in a co-treatment together, we had a child, again, that attention was an issue, mm -hmm. but he was beyond the toys you talked about with the immediate effect when he was moving towards extending his attention for a task. And from a PT standpoint, he was working on balance and negotiation around obstacles and on obstacles. So we had him stepping over things. So we were working on not only increasing his attention, but also his engagement across space. So uh, mm -hmm. now we're at opposite ends of the room. He's having to step over an obstacle to get the pieces to take it back to build the train track. You have different colors, so you can tie in some cognitive things as well. So it has a lot of uses. All day long. This toy is so great. You can take it from just simple building the track, requesting to build the track, and just go stop with the car all the way up to very complicated multiple word phrases. But I like to have two cars, so I always pack it with two cars. Yeah, you know, when we like unpack these toys and repack it the PDT way, I pack it with two cars. 
So those are our top 10 toys from the Toy Fair with parts and pieces. Again, for all the parts and pieces, it's just nice for the repetitions. It's not about the toy. It's about the variety and it's about what you get. And then being creative, you know, I mean, that keeps us engaged and fun. I like to have fun with toys and I like to have fun with kids and I like to help them in the process. And that's why we do this, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been a great podcast. Thank you again, Kirstie. I appreciate your insight with all of this as well. Thank you. Thank you. You can check out more podcasts on theworkingtherapist.com as well as at pediatricdt.com. You can see these toys that we have here that we talked about today on our website under therapy resources. Check those out, videos too. And then check out more podcasts about other toys and therapy interventions. That's what it's all about. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 